Hi, hello, good morning, and welcome to this week's serving of Mickey Waffles, a Disney podcast where we cover everything from parks, movies, and merchandise. My name is Schnitt. My name's Kate. Hi, how's it going? I'm pretty good, Kate. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you, Amy? I'm good. Thank you very much. <laughs> we have a special guest. Today's Tuesday. You know what that means. <laughs> We're gonna have some pasta bake. <laughs> so yes, with us today... You've heard about her. You've seen pictures of her. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Amy Hayes. <laughs> Hi, everybody. So, yeah, so we talked about it previously that we were going to do a an episode all about being a cast member and the joys and tribulations <laughs> yeah, of being a like, cast member. The highs and the lows. <laughs> I was actually, I was thinking about this before coming over today, and I was like, God, what are my favourite memories? What am I going to talk about? Be all positive. And it got to the point where I was sitting there going why did I leave? And then I had to open that box. <laughs> I was like, oh God, how long is this episode? <laughs> but yeah, how's your week been? It's been fine. Yeah. 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 We've, we're well into Christmas. Yes. Uh, there's a Christmas tree up in the Mickey Waffles studio. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm highly enjoying it, I have to say. <laughs> there is bits of everything and anything on this tree. Oh, it's, the, it's every season. It's like the Disneyland Paris annual pass holder event, but on a tree. <laughs> oh, we'll get on to that later. <laughs> um, so yeah, our weeks have actually been pretty similar because we work in the same shop. How's your week been? <laughs> Mine's been great. I recently went to go see The Nightmare for Christmas live. Oh, which yes. Which was amazing. It was so good. Seeing Danny Elfman and Catherine O'Hara in person was just... Was it busy? Yeah, it was very busy. Because they, they definitely were pushing didn't, tickets for ages. They definitely didn't sell it out, but there were a lot of people there. That's good. The merch was so expensive. Yeah. A program was 20 euro. Yeah, it sounds good. 20 euro. And me and Brefney went over to the merch stand and they had two Lock, Shock and Barrel t-shirts and I was like, oh, there's never Lock, Shock and Barrel merch. <laughs> and they had a, one, a white one where they were in the bath and then they had an orange Lock, Shock and Barrel t-shirt and I was like, oh my God. But they were both kids. Oh, oh no! No! I was wondering where the downside of this is. Yeah. It wasn't going to be the price tag. Because I knew we, you didn't buy it. I'd have bought, I'd, regardless of the price, I would have bought a Lock, Shock and Barrel t shirt, but they were only in kid size. So I was not pleased. But the actual thing itself was incredible. And now I really want to go to more of those. In like, concert things? Watching a movie with an orchestra. Yeah. I want to go see a Star Wars. I don't mind which. Well, as long as it's not the original trilogy. Fair. Preferably Hope, but I'll take any of the rest of them. Not the original trilogy, like the you prequel know I mean? trilogy. Prequel yeah, I was meant to say, I was I like, surely they're meant. the ones. Yeah, yeah, no, my yeah. God. Preferably Hope, but I'd take any of them. But yeah, <laughs> good stuff. It was amazing. Would recommend. Not that it'll be back anytime soon, but would still recommend. We're really close to Star Wars as well. Yes. Speaking of Star Wars, just me in and Brefney finally booked our tickets. We're going on the Sunday because that was the only time we could get tickets. Wow. Um, yeah. I'm going at midnight. Midnight of the 18th and 19th. Well, see, I can't do that because I have to fly to the UK on the 19th. No, I know. Fair enough. I've been working till midnight oh, yeah, on the Wednesday, go, so yeah. I'm going noon Thursday. So I'm going to be dead, and hopefully that'll just be, like, be a big buzz. Yeah, I'm going to work till 7 on the 18th. We're going to see it midnight of the 18th and the 19th, and then we both have the 19th off to just sleep for the first half of the day. <laughs> Fair. To discuss. No. <laughs> we booked the day no. off. <laughs> so long as y'all don't discuss Star Wars with me before Sunday. No. Star Wars. <laughs> Exactly. So, I suppose since we've done the recap of our weeks and everything, we should probably get on with the news. Okay, so first topic of the news is a DLP controversy. What a what a time. 
So they uh, released a thing that basically said that with the DLP annual pass holder event that they're doing the four this seasons week. of time. Yes. That they would not be telling anybody where any of the characters were going to be. Like, specifically. Like, it's not the most DLP thing you've ever heard in your life. They were like, life. we're going to have characters in the left corner. And we're going to have characters in the right corner. And that was it. Yeah. Basically. They, they said <laughs> where each of the seasons would be. But not who was there for each season. And where they were going to be. Who, like, can you imagine how much of a nightmare I that don't would know be? why they think that just not telling people where things are going to be is going to solve the whole queuing issue <laughs> or solve guest flow in any way shape or form because it's just going to be more people tripping over each other and more people shoving people out of wheelchairs which seems to be God. the common thing that happens at these DLP events and more people looking for more cast members to ask yeah. more questions and the cast members be like I do not speak English <laughs> there is no queue this is not a queue this is not this is there's no there's nothing for you here <laughs> nothing nightmare but they gave in I can only assume they got a waft load of negative feedback so they have everybody ever they have announced there's no point in us going through this because we're not going you're probably not going if you are going you know it's on the thing it'll have already taken place yeah the one thing i will say which i find really interesting so obviously i zoned in on the halloween one but it's like the halloween characters down by cowboy cookout are horace and clarabelle in their autumnal outfits pluto or scrooge Sorry, it's Horace or Clarabelle, and then it's Pluto or Scrooge in their autumnal outfits. Max or Goofy in their autumnal outfits. And at the Phantom Manor gazebo, it's Stitch or Angel in their Halloween outfits. I'm sorry, none of these characters scream Halloween to me. Not a single one. Angel. Plus. I don't, yeah. I don't know why they don't, I don't know. Hi, hello, there's a Mr. Skellington that you have out during the day in a different outfit, and it's not as if they're using him for Christmas. Can I just say the one in front of is Goofy or Pluto in Oriental outfit? Yep. Because nothing quite says Adventureland or Jungle Encounters. Like Oriental. Like the Orient. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I don't understand. Also, let's call space wait, these characters are all the same. It's the same set of characters, yeah, just, just reused for every single section section so like character integrity is also right out the window yeah which is a dlp phase but it's like they have all the villains because we we only saw them a few weeks ago there's all the villains they have jack i'm sure they probably don't want to put oogie boogie out again but still like why would you not use why would you not have i don't know Melanie and Henry Ravenswood out. Like, yeah, like I would no assume sense. that when you do a thing like this, that you're using it to like get out rare characters. Yeah. Like if I paid money to go to this, I'd be pissed. Because it's all just the Fab Five and the accessories. That yeah, and I'm like, they're not the kind of pictures that I'm looking for when I want like special experiences. I want yeah. like characters that I'm not usually gonna see. Yeah, because you pay extra for this. So yeah. Why would you not want? Characters, you can pay extra for the chaos. Oh my god, what an absolute nightmare. I'm, so, I'm intrigued to see all the shenaniganery that goes down with this, though. Indeed. As we always do, we'll be on the Instagrams, looking at people's stories, waiting for those, had to wait two and a half hours to get my, to get my tickets scanned. <laughs> yeah, absolute, utter nightmare. Speaking of a nightmare in DLP, the food options, because nowhere's ever open. 
But they've made some changes to Cowboy Cookout Barbecue. <laughs> so temporarily, it's becoming a buffet until the 13th of January. So except the 10th and 11th of December and also the 17th and 18th of December. I don't know why those days specifically. Maybe because they're just middle of the week. I don't know. Who knows? But it's becoming a hybrid where you choose between three mains. There's a vegan option. Wow. Buzzing. And then you can have buffet style starters and desserts plus unlimited drinks, which I didn't think you could do in DLP, but here we are. But they also have unlimited drinks in that other place as well. Lucky Nugget, yeah. Yeah. I don't know how they get around it there, but... I know. It's $34.99 per person, and to be honest, I'd probably give it a go. I'm just excited that they have a vegan chili on option. I wonder if it's the same chili that Fuente de Loro normally do. Maybe. Because that's pretty good. And they're also right beside each other. Yeah. So they ideally could come from, like, the one fridge Mm. and just separate. (laughs) Very good. (laughs) And separate. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Just an FYI. When you started that topic, I remember the thing you sent me that was oh, like, yeah. going to Disneyland Paris next week, so brushing up on my French and then into Google Translate, it has, why are all the restaurants closed? <laughs> <laughs> and the French equivalent to that, which we won't attempt. <laughs> no. <laughs> but it's true because they turn they turn off all the restaurants? No. They close all the restaurants at the same time. Because why? So nobody can eat. Why not? But why would you need to eat when yeah. you can just spend your money on merch? <laughs> <Whee>. <laughs> so uh, this week it was announced that there is a brand new colour collection yeah. called Bell of the Ball Bronze. It's just... Is it worse or more worse than that other one that I can't remember the name of? That was Briary... No, Briary... Briar Rose Gold. That one. Is it worse or more worse? <laughs> It looks like you have some feelings, Amy. This isn't a visual platform. No, I I don't know how to articulate that disgust. Yeah. Yeah, so there was Briar Rose Gold, and now we have Belle of the Ball Bronze, which has nothing to do with Belle. So it's what I have to say, the ears look a bit rank. I don't like the ears. They look like, I, I have to say, I really like the black. They look dirty. Yeah, they do look dirty. The it's just they look dirty. It looks like it's naff. supposed to be a fabulous gold that's just been sitting in your wardrobe gathering dust for ten years. Yeah. Pretty much. Then the Langefly backpack is exactly the same style. Yeah, that would be nice in a Briar Rose gold. It's a bit cuter though. Oh, it is. Yeah, it's because the bow isn't sequins on the ears. It's like a weird, like satin metallic-y color. Yeah. yeah, don't like it. Whereas the bow and the pocket on the Langefly bag is sequins and that's a nicer colour black and gold sequins is actually nice mm. that, but this on the bow it looks like somebody's revenge on a bridesmaid in the 80s oh my god oh my god that's perfect that's exactly what it is and then the best part of this collection is definitely the spirit jersey so it's got the gold writing for DLP on the back but it kind of looks like it's like coppery coloured mm. which I'm here for yeah and then it's got like glitter down the back but I don't think it is glitter I think it's just like the same stuff that's on the writing just like on the back yeah it's like it's like the dandruffy Star Wars one yeah it looks really nice I actually quite like the spirit I think this is nice the guys from Doom Boogies picked it up and I think they posted a picture of Tori wearing it and it looked lovely yeah I have to say I really like the spirit jersey and if I was in Disney I'd probably pick it up but it's not 
a spirit jersey that I'd ask someone to pick up for me. No, I don't want it that bad, but no. I'll, I'll probably get it the next Cause, time I Because I did think about it. I was like, oh, while people who I kind of sort of know are there, will I ask someone if they'd buy it for me? It's also the, post it? It's also the wrong time of year to be buying spirit jerseys. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But I'm like, I don't want... I realised, yeah. I was like, I don't actually want it that bad, but if I were to go next year and it was still an available colour I'd probably pick it up yeah same and they're all the same prices as all ears and lounge fly and spirit jerseys are yeah do you know what I would really like and I said this to you when I saw this collection because I was like Bleh. I want a black on black collection <laughs> yeah like give me like black on black that. ears and like this little lounge fly bag give me that with like black sequins and an all black an all black spirit jersey would just like speak to myself I think an all black spirit jersey would be great because having to get the like shine of the letters right mm. would look great oh so yeah DLP if you're listening can I have an all black spirit jersey please and thank you I'm 99.9% sure that an all black sequins bag that looks like the lounge fly one yeah was out in Disney or was out in Penny's Last probably year. oh yeah probably and then I had the red there was probably. you could get one that had a red sequence pocket and bow and it came out do you remember those heels the yes. shoes that came oh, out that yeah. just caused shoes? absolute chaos that and nobody ones. could walk in yeah those well, ones. nobody was buying them to actually wear were they no but like everyone <laughs> you'd hope <laughs> but like considering how much they kept selling out and selling out and selling out I never was on a night out I was like oh somebody's wearing those penny mickey mouse shoes no I remember there being a thing that was like they're almost impossible to walk in from like people who would like obviously I can't walk in anything that's not a sneaker <laughs> I, <laughs> just thought, I just thought you meant in general and I was like she hobbles <laughs> but apparently like people who wore who bought them yeah. as in like their new going out shoes for something for yeah. like Christmas yeah. they're like can't fucking walk in them I think this, the, what's the, what's this bit called? The heel? Yeah. It's like too spindly. I can imagine, especially because we think, <laughs> but when you think of town and like Temple Street, Temple Bar, Temple Street. Temple Street? <laughs> Children's Hospital. <laughs> but Temple Bar is all cobblestones. Those heels. Oh yeah, Trying to walk in those, it'd be an absolute nightmare. Mm. Yeah. But. That's it for Belle of the Ball Bronze. I hope they bring more of these like colour, because I find them fun. I wish the na- they'd stop calling them stupid The naming is terrible. <laughs> I think this is worse than... Because they because de- what happens is they design them first and think of a name after. Oh, big time. Obviously. And they're like, bronze, bronze, gold, shimmer, shine, bell, bronze, bronze, ball, ball, bell, bell, bronze. Bell of the, bell of, bell of the, ball, bronze. Bell of the ball, bronze. <laughs> Nightmare. So stupid. And someone goes, yes, green light, go. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> So stupid. Please stop doing it. But something that's not stupid is Disney has finally kind of realised that maybe they should theme the characters that show up in the hotels. What? To go along with the theme of the hotel. So starting from December 16th, which is next week sometime. Monday? Next Monday. Sure. Monday. I think it is. Yeah, you're right. You will be able to meet Woody or Jesse in a new location near Red Garter Saloon. You can meet them between 8.15 and 11 a.m. So Which is nice. No, yeah, it's the morning characters, but surprisingly them. enough, they've decided to, you know, put the characters that belong in the hotels yeah. in the hotels. Not just Mickey and Minnie. Yeah, because Lovely. remember that time we came out of Santa Fe and it was Mickey Mouse just stood there? Yeah. And it's like classic outfit. It, yeah, and I was like, what? I, what? Why? And every, he could have been wearing his little mariachi outfit. Yeah, and every time so me and Ed walked out of the hotel in Sequoia Lodge, it was always Pluto. Yeah. And I was like, you Chippendale. Should, it should be Chippendale. Thumper. Yeah. Anybody else that's woodland creatures. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, Pluto. 
Remember a little while ago, we had that whole episode where we looked at all the races and all the pretty medals? Oh, yeah. Well, now they've announced the names of the races for next year. Ooh! So, the themes have been announced for the inaugural Princess Run Weekend. How fun. Which runs from May 8th to the 10th of 2020. Excellent. So, there's a 5K under the sea. Cute. If there's no water involved, I'll hate it. If y'all could see Amy's face. <laughs> That's so cute. Again, not a visual platform. Then we have a kids race, which is Princess's Loyal Friends. It's not as cute. No. Then there's also an 8K, which is just Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> I mean... I don't understand how the themes go from under... like. <laughs> that's like having like a like a, an American prom where you're like your theme is under, the sea. under the sea but then it's like and our theme is Beauty and the Beast <laughs> yeah it's, it's like they gave up I mean I'm intrigued to see the medals from this though I think they're gonna be beautiful I'm excited for Princess's Loyal Friends because that's clearly like animals yeah that's like sidekicks like Pascal and Maximus and all the other ones mm. <laughs> but normally <laughs> normally it relates to the characters that are on the like track so yeah. I wonder how that's gonna work because a lot of princess sidekicks, sidekicks are small animals who fit in your pocket characters yeah well, well they are characters but they're not like park characters yeah they're not <gasps> characters I wonder if they'll have Miko probably this is the second week we're talking about Miko and I'm so excited <laughs> um so yeah that's literally it there's been nothing else announced not that we know of anyways good old DLP so moving over stateside something very exciting happened last week and I'm not talking about Bob Chapik's opening speech. But... Now, can we just say, can I just put in that the Mandalorian got a bigger clap than he did? <laughs> and that's all I'll say. And that's all. I'll leave it there. Oh, Bob Chapik. But Rise of the Resistance has now officially opened in Walt Disney World. And it looks incredible. It's crazy. Have you watched the video? No. Oh, Amy, you're missing out. No. I'll get you to watch it after. It looks insane it just looks like i actually have no words for it because it was just crazy and i watched the diz ride through from both angles yeah and that's what got me was when you watch the ride view from both angles because they've included the exact same things on both uh transport things yeah but because of how everything's angled you can only see what you're meant to see yeah and i'm just like wow and also it's a trackless ride and we love a trackless ride because they're yeah. so clever. And I'm like, show me how it works, show me how it works. <laughs> yeah. So you go through, but you go, you end up in like three different kind of stages of a ride. Yeah, basically. pretty much. Like the pre show is basically like the first, like the pre show is more of a ride than like yeah. half the rides in Disney are. Yeah, absolutely. They have started using, rather than just having people queue for it, they've been using the boarding system, boarding group system that they've been using in Dis- they were using in Disneyland to get you into the land. So you go into your app and you select to join a boarding group and it gives you like a time. It's kind of like Lion Birdie, but much less difficult. And you know, in-house run. Yeah. So you would go in there, you'd get assigned a boarding group and then that'll tell you when you can go and ride Rise the Resistance. No. Because it's obviously a lot of new technology and it's a trackless system and all that kind of stuff, it has broken down a lot. Which... A lot, a lot. Which I was pretty expectant of. Yeah. Purely because, one, part of me feels like it was a teeny tiny bit rushed towards the end. Oh, because they, they were wanted it definitely, like, time crunched. So I'm going to guess that they didn't figure out all the kinks. Hmm. But the kinks that were there, they were like, we'll live with it, it's fine. 
But what I will say, anyone that I've seen that has been evacuated off the ride, they've been like actively encouraged to like walk through the ride and take pictures within the ride as they're leaving. Wow. Like they've been like thoroughly encouraging people like, you go look around this room before we take you out of it. That's because the Imagineers are like, we worked so hard. (laughs) We did the thing. (laughs) Well, they were expecting it as well because of the time crunch. They were probably like, okay, so this is probably going to happen. So how do we spin this in our favour? Turn the lights on. Let them have a great time. Take pictures. Exactly. Show your friends. One thing that happened at the media event, which a lot of Disney fans got really quite pissed about, is they had X-Wing drones that flew over the land. So they piped in the X-Wing sounds and they had drones fly over during the media event. Okay. So it looked like X-Wings were just flying over Batu. And they also had Rey and Kylo have a lightsaber fight. Okay. Up on top of whatever structures or whatever buildings it was and stuff like that. And a lot of people are a bit miffed that they clearly designed these and it's just for a media event. Like, is that not something that they could maybe include not every day, not every hour or something like that, but mm. periodically for paying guests yeah, rather than just for, oh my God, look, X-Wings fly over, but it's never, like, a, a day guest is never really going to say that. Yeah. Well, it's also Disney just, like, showing off Oh, a big time. Like, it's a, but, like, it's a pure thing of, like, when, like, seniors in a company get exactly. to go to, like, a dinner and, like, there's, like, people who work on the ground and they're like, well, I'm never going to get that. Yeah, And, like, exactly. that's not fair and yeah. all that sort of stuff. Like, it's a company just showing off. Yeah. Like, companies are always going to do big things for people who make them money. Oh, yeah. That they're not going to do for people who are actually spending the money. That's just kind of how business works. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, just people people were pissed. Either way, if you haven't seen a ride through of Rise of Resistance, you totally should. Anyways. it's fantastic it's genuinely just fantastic it's so clever and everyone who's been on it has been like it's crazy yeah like it's the best experience on property in any park yeah which is fantastic Mm. another star wars news just announced well just announced whenever this was done on 30 september the star wars galactic star cruiser is set to debut in 2021 at walt disney world resort I'm ju- I ju- I I want to know how much this is going to be. I'm so worried. I'm going to read a bit of the press thing because I don't think I think they they really explained it best mm-hmm. rather than us being like you go on a cruiser. <laughs> so, Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser will begin transporting you from Walt Disney World Resort in Florida to a galaxy far far away beginning in 2021, Walt Disney Imagineering announced on the 3rd of December. This is a new type of immersive vacation that only Disney could create, a two-night cruise-style itinerary where you'll become the hero of your own adventure and experience that surrounds you 24-7 in Star Wars storytelling. A spaceport of call to Black Spire Outpost is included in your itinerary, where special passenger transport take you to the planet of Batu, also known as the destination of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge Disney Hollywood Studios. <laughs> to get from Star Wars Galaxy Star Cruiser to Galaxy's Edge and back, you'll remain fully in story as you step aboard the transport ships designed specifically for this new immersive experience. Which, uh, if you go onto the Disney Parks blog, there's like um, a concept art of it. It will connect you directly to a spaceport at Black Spire Outpost on Batuu, where the story you began in the Star, Cru- Star Cruiser will continue and evolve while exploring the 14 acre land of Disney Hollywood Studios. I just can't. Do you know what we're talking about? I mean, I can follow the Star Wars jargon. I can't follow. Do you know what this is, though? No, not a clue. Oh, it's a hotel. It's oh. like basically, it's a hotel like in Batuu, basically. But it won't have win. It won't have like windows because you're on a Star Cruiser in space. 
Okay. So it's like a cruise ship in space. Okay. Obviously, you're not going to space. So when you look out (laughs) the window in your room, it's space. Sure. Okay. And everyone is part of the Star Wars universe. Okay. Everyone. So what, to get to Galaxy's Edge, you have to get onto this, what, special little tram that they're making? If you're staying if in you're this... Staying yeah, on but cruise, only yeah. if you're staying yes. in the hotel. Yeah, but and you can't just, like, stay in the hotel for one night. You get to stay in the hotel for two nights and that's it. It's like a package. It's like you're going on a cruise ship. Right. And Does the hotel move? It's going to cost thousands. Oh, it's going to be thousands. Does it move? You keep talking about it like it's a cruise. And I'm like, I don't understand. Like, what does it... Because the idea is that you're going on a star cruiser, which is, like, a cruise ship but in space. You're, like, going on a cruise in the Millennium Falcon. Me. I'm sorry. It's a fully immersive thing. No, I know. I get it. And I bet it's really cool. But I'm... I don't know. It just seems like a lot of hassle for something that you're, like... I don't know. You'd want to be real... Like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Star Wars fan. And that, to me, is just too much. I wasn't expecting that. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> no, I know. I don't know. But that's. I like a hint of everything. Oh, no, this is like a fully. So and like, I'm immersive. Stresses me sometimes. So. <laughs> this, I, this is definitely more immersive than Batu. Oh, big time. And Batu is pretty immersive. Yeah. So like you're going like everyone's in on it. I think it's a thing everyone's of like in full costume. Yeah, I think it's a thing of like you kind of. I it was always a debate as well if you have to be in full costume as well. Yeah. I think like you might I have to wear. Do. Yeah, I think you have to wear like in theme like inland like costuming yeah. see the more immersive it is the more strict everything becomes and the less fun and the more stressful i find it now i'm obviously not speaking for everybody that's just i would prefer to go for somewhere that's like it's not worse themed but you know each to their own as opposed to you have to also dress up for the two days you're in there that's too i'm that's not a holiday for me considering how much you'd have to pay see i love it yeah, for two days well, of my holiday, and, and, absolutely. No, but you, that's that's who they're targeting, you know? No, they're targeting poor with, nerds. They're targeting people with tens of thousands of dollars. Spare. <laughs> yeah, fair. Spare. If you ever find me here, it was because Adam booked it without telling me. Fair. That I would never kind of agree to go do that until, I, until it kind of calms down. Because right now it just sounds too intense. Well, it's not even open, so. That's, and it <laughs> sounds really intense. 2021. <laughs> And then the last thing we have for the news is Disney's been nominated for some Oscars. So many Oscars. So Toy Story 4 and Frozen 2 are both nominated for Best Animated Film. And Into the Unknown from Frozen 2 is up for Best Original Song. Amy's not seen Frozen 2 yet. Oh. I'm seeing it tomorrow. Oh, very good. But yeah. just in case so by the time this airs, I will have. Yeah. <laughs> like, just in case we say something that like ruins it. I, I <laughs> it's a rogue one situation um i yeah i wasn't really anything about it but by the time when i got home everyone was like who are you gonna go see frozen with can we go see frozen blah, blah, blah to the point where i was like i'm not going to see it with any of you i'm gonna go with my cousins and have a great job and then they went with me so <laughs> basically it was first come first served and i'm going tomorrow with jess o'toole um another former disney cast member and she yeah we're so excited because no one will go with her and i was like oh i'll go with you happy days it's great i've not seen it i'm excited i wasn't really expecting anything and then i you really guys, enjoyed it yeah you the episode that you guys did on it i was like okay this actually sounds yeah i really, really enjoyed really, it really great i think i was just a bit like you where i was like i'm still a bit scarred yes. <laughs> from working frozen that i'm like do i want to do this again 
Do yes. I care about them or do I still hate Elsa? <laughs> oh, and you can't hate her. She's so self-aware now. I can hate her doll. Yes, you yeah. can. Do you remember the ones that you waved a hand the singing them ones. they sang? So and when you turned all the lights light. off and then like 500 dolls in unison would oh start singing Let It Go. That is probably one of the best <laughs> memories ever, I have to say, is closing for the first time with those dolls on the wall. Let It Go, Let and, go. Li- and literally you'd switch the lights. I remember being like, what in God's name is no, that noise? Because at one stage they brought in an Anna doll who also sang. Yeah. So when you turned it off, two songs would but be But I don't think she lit up though. I think it was because Elsa she also didn't lit, lit up. up. No. She was terrifying. Oh, what a gas time that was. Oh. <laughs> just Ridiculous. the whole wall. Just let it go. Ridiculous. And um, then you'd always have one or two that weren't quite as in tune. Do you know the ones that were ever so slightly malfunctioned? They were like, let it go. <laughs> So yeah, I guess that's everything for the news. Except for one thing. You know what today is? Today is Tuesday. You know what that means. It's Special Guest Tuesday! And in theme with clearly the plan this week, it was another ginger. It was Merida! Yay! (laughs) The week of a ginger. Gingers for days! I love Merida. I wish she had more of like a... I wish she was More just, of a presence in mm, DLP. Yeah, I feel like she's a really cool character. I feel like she's a princess that's not overly popular, mm. but fun enough that a lot of people would like to meet her. Yeah, she's a very local queen. I was just about to say, you would think the European Disney would have a little kilt. She, she, she's out a lot, but she doesn't ever seem to have an official meet and greet. She's mm-hmm. just always over the other side of Frontierland. I'd love to meet her. I met her once in... Florida, because she has a full meet and greet section mm-hmm. in, or at least I think she still does. She did when I was there. She, she had a full meet and greet area where there was like little like colouring in pages where kids could like colour in tartan and all this kind of stuff. And there was like, there. you could practice archery and then you would go up and meet her. But that was like all in the queue yeah. while you waited for her. I waited for her by myself and I had a great time. So as we mentioned at the start of the episode, we're going to do kind of like a recap of life as being a cast member and just, I suppose, generally talk about being a cast member. We were all cast members in the same store. At um, the same time. At the same time. Well, slightly different times, but mostly at the same time. There was a stage where all three of us worked in the same yes. store. It was glorious. It was. <laughs> I'm so excited for this because I feel like when I was away, all I wanted was an episode of you guys talking about Tales from the Crypt. And now I'm here for it. <laughs> this is happening. Yes. <laughs> um, so we found a cast member tag on YouTube that a couple of people did. Um, and we've taken the ones that are relevant to working in a store. Because yeah. there are some of them that only are relevant to the park. So we can't really talk about this. So it's kind of stupid. Actually, we'll talk about We can do that. We do, we do that one first. And then that'll okay. lead into it. Um, so the first question was, what were your costumes like? <laughs> so flattering. <laughs> well, I, I have a couple of pictures, so I'll, I'll post pictures on the Instagram this I've week. I've got some pictures too. Um, we'll start from the bottom up. You had to wear brown shoes. Brown shoes. And then in my, cause I was the last one to leave. Yes. It t- turned to black or uh, brown or black shoes. <gasps> black? That yeah. would have been so much easier. But it was also looked worse. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it turned to me just just wearing all black vans every day. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Brand- you also had to wear navy socks. Navy socks. God forbid you wear something that wasn't a navy sock. Navy socks that were crew length and not ankle socks. Because yeah. if you couldn't see the socks, 
But the, the hilarious thing was always that when you're on stage, no one could see your socks. No, because no. Uh, as we'll get on to the genos in a minute, the genos were generally very long. Yeah, yeah they so had to be turned up seven times. So you could never see your socks. But it was when you were up in the cast room. Yeah. Yeah. And you'd have your legs crossed or something like that. And someone would peer over. And, and be like. pink socks. They're not navy socks. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, what the fuck am I going to do about it now? I got to the stage where I started wearing boots that came above my ankles. Ooh, oh, smart. Oh, yeah. And so I was like, yeah. Socks. What are you talking about? My crew socks are totally navy. Try and find them. <laughs> <laughs> Try and find my socks. I remember once I was doing Phil on ground floor. Wow, surprise, surprise. And I had like you, yeah, doing Phil. I had like I wonder who had you doing that. <laughs> <laughs> and I had like hunkered down to fix something, and um, my manager <laughs> at the time totally nearly said their name. Let's not do that. So long as it wasn't me. Oh, it wasn't you. It was a different manager. That's fine. Was uh, had the radio, and I also had a radio because I was on Phil. I was like, Kate Privet, are your socks pink? Oh, for God's sake! And I was like. What? Who said what? Where am I? <laughs> it reminded me of being in school because my school uniform was blue and navy, and we had to wear navy socks. Yeah. And but our school shoes were dolly shoes, so okay. you couldn't get away with not wearing them. And every now and again, someone would have black socks on, and God forbid they'd be at the top of the classroom. What color are your socks? And that's what it reminded me of every time someone came over the radio. Did, did either of you, when you left, just like ceremoniously gather get all rid of all socks and yes! throw them away? <laughs> I did. I went out and I bought multicolored socks, and I got rid of the navy socks. Yeah, I just I felt like it was like a ceremonial thing. Of yeah, just being like goodbye. Because I I did that after I left school, and then I started working in Disney, and I had to come home then with loads of navy socks again. And my mom was like, "If you had just kept the ones you threw out after school." <laughs> wow, what a marine thing to say. Such a marine thing to say. <laughs> so after the shoes and the socks, wow, so- we had such a conversation, <laughs> and all we talked about is footwear. <laughs> Oh dear. Oh, so God. after the shoes and the socks, you moved to the trousers or potato sack skirt if you were lucky enough, like oh me, God. to not have trousers ready. Did you when, have a skirt? For about a month, yeah. No. And if you had a skirt, you had to wear nude tights. You yeah. weren't allowed to wear navy tights. Yeah. You couldn't wear navy tights. No, you had to. That would look ridiculous. Because you know, there was a cast member who, because of her religion, had to wear navy tights. Yeah, and it was, it was a oh, thing. She okay. couldn't wear trousers because they were too too fitted, flat, too fitted. So she had to wear the skirt. The chinos were too fitted. She had, and she specifically she... had like a ladies' pair. Oh, so they were too okay. fitted, and it was the time when they got really anal about tucking your shirt in. Right. Yeah. So like it was very figure flattering. Well, okay. Flattering is the wrong word, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um. And so she had to wear. She was like, "Can I wear the skirt?" Um, and but then she also couldn't wear skin coloured tights because she was like I can't show my skin oh so okay she, she, was, got, to wear she got to wear navy it wasn't tights. a big deal at all but I just I do remember for the first week I think when she started it was just all of these things tumbling and it was like this is just why the costume is so problematic yeah it's so yeah. stupid so yeah so you'd wear chinos of varying shades from a really milky cup of tea <laughs> <laughs> To probably how your man drinks it. <laughs> yeah. That's the best way I can describe it. That's literally a very and a varying levels of comfort depending on which manufacturer they came from yeah. and yeah. the time period and, and the four years you worked there. And not yeah. only that, when you first start, there's a time frame between when the costume they ordered for you arrives and when you have to wear whatever been yeah the, whatever dirty costumes are left over from past cast members so it was very rare that you would start off in the store in a pair of chinos that actually fit you so a lot of times these size 8 size 10 girls would be going around in like 
32-inch waist men's chinos with a belt pulled as far as they can go and they just look ridiculous. I forgot about the belt. I always loved the belt though. I like a belt. You used it for years. You used it as a regular belt. Yeah, because it was great. (laughs) It was just like your... Because it was a slidey belt with a click and it was perfect. Yeah, I don't don't like belts that have holes Disney D on it. And because I'd have to waste so much time or like be in college before or after work, Hmm. why would I own two belts when I can just wear the belt they gave me? Do you wear belts though? No, like you're not wearing belts belts anymore. Yeah, Yeah, you don't wear belts. So... Oh, I had to check. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so the chinos were either skin tight or they ballooned. Oh, yeah. ballooned. And there was no in between. No. But you got over, like, I remember the first week being like, this is, well, I had to wear the skirt and that was awful. And then once I got trousers, I was like, holy grail trousers. But then after that, I feel like people are like, oh, I don't really care what I look like. I really just <laughs> no, it well, it doesn't though. Your appearance, because it's so muted, like the way we'll get to it, like the hair and the makeup and stuff. The, the nails and everything like I actually genuinely forgot half the stuff until right now the second there was a there was a girl that when I started she hated the chinos so much that when she got her costume now bear in mind we were still Christmas temps she had her mom tailor her chinos <laughs> <laughs> but yeah she literally had her mom tailor her chinos for her yeah like but got rid of the it. pockets tailored her chinos what use was that 10,000 things need to go in those pockets, like hopes and dreams. But not pens. <laughs> oh, never pens. Never was, pens. Don't do that. That's stupid. Oh my goodness. Not unless you want a lovely, like it looks like you just pissed blue all day. Yeah. So the chinos and then tucked into the chinos and the belt was a blue check shirt. Either a short sleeve or a long sleeve. Can I just say Dependent. if anyone would like to recreate this costume. People Gap. do it all the time. Gap sell everything you need in the menswear <laughs> section yeah. to have the exact costume of a Disney costume. I remember, I'm, this is not going, but I remember going on a date from that he was collecting me from the store with an, a guest who I met in the store. Do you remember oh, the American? I remember him, yeah. And he, <laughs> <laughs> he showed up the evening. Wearing, was he wearing cream cha- chinos and oh a blue check shirt? And I remember whoever was closing that night and all the cast are like, Amy, he's dressed like us. <laughs> but like, <laughs> I've seen you wear that. He would have, because he would have been in the day previous when he met me. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Absolutely. Yeah. Maybe just like subconsciously he was like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> when he was looking through his wardrobe, going, "Hey, this is a good look together. Where have I seen him before?" <laughs> she knows <laughs> But yeah, so it is. And every now and again, I do kind of have to do a double take if we're walking down like a street or in a shopping mall, and I see chinos in a blue shirt. Then I'm like, <gasps> "It's a do you very work in Disney, or did you just decide that looked good?" It's a very popular dad look. Oh, big I time. Find. Big time. Yeah. Very specific dad look though, because where yeah. I'm from, a lot of dad looks is just tracksuit bottoms, jerseys with paint, paint splattered all over you. Yeah, but you're from Tala. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and then the. Don't diss it, okay? <laughs> the additions that I had, because when I was a manager, it was either a cardigan, which I only had for oh, a few yeah. months. Um, it was a navy, ridiculously horrible cardigan, and then it went to the much worse waistcoats. That waistcoat was so chic. Like, it just looked ridiculous. Because it was so fitted. And it was so short. But it was so fitted and it was so... Chic is the only word that I can actually think of because it wasn't fashionable in any way, shape or form. But in comparison to the ill-fitted chinos and shirt, it looked ridiculous. Yeah. It looked like a kid was being dressed for a special occasion. For a communion. And somebody has specifically bought a waistcoat for them, but they had to wear their big brother's shirt and pants. That's what it looked like. 
Yeah. It just, it all looked so wrong. It was like, look at us trying to be professional, but we don't know what we're doing. Yeah. So that was, that was our costume. Wow, very much it. We got, we got a lot out of that. Yeah, we did. I didn't actually realize. I was like, no. this will be a good starter point. I don't think the costume would be half as bad though, if you were allowed to kind of do your hair and makeup and stuff or yeah. have your nails. Like, there was no individuality. There was yeah. no, you weren't allowed to wear any jewelry. You weren't allowed to wear. You could wear and ring and a ah, pair of studs. Yeah. Um, your hair wasn't allowed. If it was your wedding ring. No, you could wear a ring. Oh. You could wear it if it was religious. In fairness, I wore a few, but I wore as many as I could get away with. You couldn't have your nails painted anything other than like nude. French nail yeah. polish or like a nude color. Your hair couldn't be dyed. Like you'd not get away with that. No, you could, you had to have like natural colored hair. Yeah. Your makeup couldn't. Your makeup couldn't. Oh, what was it they used to say? It your makeup be. had to complement your costume. Yeah. Which given that we've just described brown shoes, navy socks, cream chinos, and a blue check shirt, you can imagine, nothing complimented that. No, so everyone, no one cared. There was one time I walked down, <laughs> do you remember though? I came in, because I was in college that day, so I had my makeup done. Oh, and yeah. I walked out for brief, and you were just this close, basically, to handing me a makeup wipe. <laughs> but you turned me around and you said, get that lipstick off you. You came down and in, like, the equivalent <laughs> of, like, Jeffree Star unicorn blood. <laughs> for, like... I wish... <laughs> For like a two six or something, and I was like, "Amy, <laughs> no." But I remember. I like to test it. Do you remember when hair bows became like a thing? Yeah. Yeah. In the store because we were allowed to get away could, with it. You could get away with a hair bow. Yeah. yeah. Now some of them were getting a little little JoJo Siwa, but hair bows became such a thing. As well as that, the majority of the hair bows that we were wearing were, were Disney, Disney themed, yeah. which is why I think we were allowed to get away with it as well. But yeah, I used to I I pushed the limits so much because I had long sleeve shirts, so I used to wear my bracelets underneath them until somebody spotted it and it was like, take that off, just put it in my pocket until I walked away. Like, mm. say my necklace. The uh, whole oh. hair bow thing was definitely like just a decrease in like standard as well. Oh, big time! <laughs> oh, big time! Yeah. Um, I think the most important thing to remember about costume is that it was literally designed to make us blend in to the shop in the eighties. Yeah, so it was like, however you look, you're made to look like if you stood by the wall that you're part of the building. Yeah. Oh yeah, because like there is no attention to be brought to you. Mm-hmm. The no, attention no. is to be on the product. Oh, yeah. big time, absolutely. And as much as we complain about it, like I actually didn't care. No. Like, it was what it was. Everybody was in it. Oh, yeah, and no, I didn't. It's so much handier having something that you have to wear as opposed to going to work every day going, where's this? What's that? What am I going to do with the this? Only, yeah. The only thing I hated, because I would fill a lot, which I obviously was fine with, was that marks. the, no, that the shirts were really ill-fitting when you were trying to fill. Yeah. And, like, I'd be running up and down a lot, and you'd be quite sweaty because it's really warm. Mm-hmm. And, like, your shirt would become up... T- I remember my shirt was half untucked because I was trying to do something. And a manager who definitely still works there was like, tuck your shirt in. And I was like, are you for real? And then ran away. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the joys. So another question, because we're going to move on from this. Um, What's the silliest thing you've ever heard a guest say? (laughs) How long is this podcast? I think we can knock the first one out with, where is your Harry Potter stuff? Where's your minion stuff? (laughs) Where's your One Direction section? Where's your Shrek apparel? I definitely got, where's your Justin Bieber stuff? Yeah, no. A woman came up to me like deadpan and was like, "Where, where's all your One Direction stuff?" And I'm like, "As cute as they may be, <laughs> Disney did not create them, lads." <laughs> but yeah, you just get people in asking for yeah everything and anything that wasn't Disney. 
Yeah. And but I I loved it when and I didn't. That's pure a lie. Um, I loved it when people tried to fight it. Oh, oh, where where are your big minions? Oh, biz, uh, minions isn't Disney. My friend was in here last week and got a minion for her dog. No, she didn't. No, don't argue with me. If I'm standing in the uniform that I obviously did not pick for myself in the Disney store telling you that something isn't Disney, it's not Disney. The guest is not always right. My favourite one was Power Rangers. Oh. Because... Oh, we did though. If anyone's ever watched the recent episodes of The Toys That Made Us, yeah. um, they do a one about Power Rangers and for a short, short period of time, oh, yeah. Disney owned Power Rangers. Now this is back in the early 90s, late they, 80s. They were in our tails. If you item looked up Power Rangers, yeah. there is product in that system. No, I'm aware. But when a cat, when a guest comes in and goes, where's your Power Rangers stuff? And I'm like, oh, Disney doesn't own Power Rangers. It's a difficult conversation. Because they don't right yeah. now. They're like, they used to. And I'm like, Disney used to own a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> but you make a list. Yeah. And they'd be like, but like, you have to sell it. Like if they owned it once, that they still have the rights. And I'm like, Cool. You don't we don't have, have any. We don't have any. Work. We don't no. have. I have these other things if you want those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Just guests are just silly full stop. But I think yeah. I think that's a hard one because it wouldn't be silly things. It'd be like I remember once being up to my eyeballs in the frozen frozen mania, and we had two types of dresses. We had a regular frozen dress that was like fifty quid, and yeah. then we had the, the deluxe, deluxe one, which was like ninety quid. Yeah. It was like eighty nine ninety nine. And the deluxe one sang and it lit up and it was the most fabulous thing since sliced bread. But the cheaper one looked more like Elsa's dress. And I remember I was running around and there was things happening and it was one of those crazy, crazy, crazy days. And this woman had the two dresses in her hands and goes, what's the difference? And I just went, the price, and ran away. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just, I couldn't get into it. I was like, the tag says that this one sings and lights up. Like, what do you want from me? I got a lot of people who, because we we would run out of Elsa dresses in five to six, yeah. and we'd have tons of the deluxe dresses in five to six because yeah. they were fifty quid more expensive. People wouldn't buy them. They'd be like, "Can I have this dress for the cheaper price?" And I'd be no. like, no. "No," and they'd be like, "But you don't have that dress in the you don't have the cheaper That's one in my size." And I'm like. I'm really sorry, but that I can't change that. I was like, they're two separate products. And they'd be like, yeah. that's ridiculous. You're ruining the magic. And I'm like, you're ruining my life. Oh, listen, every... <laughs> you ruined my child's Christmas. I'm like, you're the one who left it the week before Christmas to get the most sought-after toy. Yeah, it's yeah. like, it's definitely not my problem. I, yeah. I, can, I can't think of, other than just like people asking for ridiculous products that are not even remotely Disney, I can think of one of the silliest things I heard cast members say oh that's a completely different question yeah let's, let's do that because I feel like guests are definitely things that happen like on the moment and oh, yeah. forget but about I mean, them two days later at one stage we were on management yeah so we would have oh, gotten get, a lot you of you get the, the real silly things yeah so I remember we had taken over Star Wars and Love every it. cast member that worked in Disney when we acquired Lucasfilm and Star Wars was coming into the store every single cast member had to go through specific training that was laid out by Homebase and everybody got all six DVDs because how kind of customer service and guest service and stuff works in Disney is that for every cast member that you encounter in a store, you're supposed to get a fact pertaining to what it is you're looking at, generally. Mm-hmm. Or if they really don't know what it is you're looking at, they'll be like, what's your favourite character? This is mine. Let me tell you about my favourite character. But I remember we'd done all this training and everyone had been given all these facts to do with Star Wars and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I remember there was this one particular girl... 
and I was I was managing ground floor and I just out of the corner out of the, just over to my left all I could hear was her saying to a guest did you know Yoda's so green <laughs> and that was her fact yeah and I just I just like like cringed and just like walked away I was like I can't even handle this wow my other favourite moment was um, it involves Amy was oh. we were selling the BB-8s oh, the Sparrows oh that's holy yeah and because BB-8 was rather expensive we couldn't leave the actual unit out on <laughs> the shelf so what we would do is we would take they came with these like sleeves over the actual box so we would leave the sleeves on the shelf and then of course a guest would bring over his sleeve he'd put the sleeve over the box the guest would leave with their little BB-8 and Amy was working in this particular area and I said to her, can you go get me some sleeves for the bb And Amy just stops, dead serious, and shoves both of her arms out in front of her and like frantically looks like, how do I give her my sleeves off her shirt? And I was like, oh dear. I was like, no, no. I was... No, no, no. So I, there was no context. You just like, can you go get me some sleeves? And I had obviously just been in my own head for like 10 minutes because I remember this night it was dark so it was a close we were obviously doing a close so I must have been in college all day and it was nice and quiet that I could just relive flashbacks from that day and you pulled me out of my daydreams to ask me for sleeves and I just got I had no context she literally just stood at me and looked at looked at me and looked at her arms and looked back at me and back at her arms and I was just like oh you, god you you didn't laugh this is a funny story now you did not laugh at the time that we must make that clear you looked at me like you wanted to murder me because you obviously must have been doing like 20 different things and you just had this ditzy cast member in front of you looking at her clothes like, like do you want do this I shirt rip, off my back how do I rip but I like that that's what you contemplated like, how do I rip the sleeves off my shirt to give them to you do you know, do you know what I thought it was because you were wearing it wasn't actually for you it was for a different cast member and she had a short sleeve shirt on. So I thought maybe it was cold, it was winter. You wanted me to go get her like a blue undershirt that we used to wear when it was cold. Oh, God. That's what I thought that you meant. No. I was, I was <laughs> Look at me trying to redeem it six years later. one of my favourite things. God. What's the next question? Uh, <laughs> what's the most magical moment you've had as a cast member? The day I handed in my notice. Oh, stop. <laughs> oh, Kate, stop. I know mine. Okay. Like I I have a couple. Okay. I have a couple because I love the magic. The magic was the best part. Oh, big time. And I remember being devastated when they cut how much magic we were allowed to do. And so all of my stories are pretty much early on when it was encouraged, unfortunately. Um but there was one time and it was after Christmas, I got a phone call. Not me personally, the store got a phone call and I answered it. And it was the season's greetings. And there was this woman who had bought Buzz Lightyear for her son for Christmas as a Sandy present. And come Christmas morning, Buzz didn't do what he was supposed to do. The karate chap wasn't working. He didn't speak. Blah, 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 blah. Devastated. So how do we swap it while keeping the magic of Sandy's little life? So... <laughs> Not being real. Alive. Life. <laughs> As if he died. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, sorry, Santa died. died. <laughs> can't bring you a new present. 
<laughs> but um, yeah, so anyways, there was this whole big rigmarole. I got him. A, I got her a buzz on the delivery that came in the next day. I rang her back, and we were like, "We'll put this away, blah blah." So the kid came in later on that day with his broken buzz, and I knew exactly who he was because I because she had told me what he would be wearing, and I went, "I can't remember his name. Let's say it's Ben." And I was like, "Ben, there you are. Santi was in earlier. You just missed him." I have a Buzz Lightyear for you. Are you supposed to have a Buzz Lightyear? And like, just this kid was just like, what? (laughs) (laughs) He couldn't believe it. And uh, so that was pretty amazing. Yeah. That was pretty great. What about you? I don't know. I can't think of one. See, I have to. I'm sure I have one. I can think of one for you. I can think of a few. When you gave the Deaf Man BBAs. I I was literally just about to say that. That was amazing. It was still pretty cute though. Yeah. Well, I have two. You okay? You do two then. So because we've all you've all heard mine. The mine's definitely given the deaf man the BB-8. Yeah. One of mine was when I was pretty new to be the cast member. I think I'd just been made permanent. We actually had a little girl and her sister come in from the Make a Wish Foundation, and I got to be part of her wish oh. because she wanted to be made into a princess. So we organized this whole big thing where she came and did the opening ceremony and we like escorted her upstairs and she like she had me with her for however long they were in the store and we got her to try on all these different princess dresses and we did the what was imagination we did an imagination parade with her and her little sister and any of the lads that were backstage came down and they were holding masks and it was just this whole like thing and I I still have it upstairs I have a teeny tiny little make a wish bear that she gave me then it was like my like token for doing the wish for but it was just it was one of those things that I'm like man I've been part because like you see like wrestlers and kids going to Disney World and all that kind of stuff but it's like the fact that I've been a part of a kid's wish for make a wish I'm like oh that is so special and then the other one I can think of was I think I was I think I was in like that weird hybrid between being a senior cast member and being a cast member but I remember this little girl came in and she wanted a Tinkerbell dress now anyone who works with me when I was kind of in that zone before I fully became a manager knows I loved nothing more than a Tinkerbell fly past yes <laughs> favourite so what you would do generally upstairs is you because the whole kind of like magic within the store was ran on an eye touch mm-hmm. and you could have different characters pop in mainly Buzz and Tinkerbell and I loved doing Tinkerbell flybys. I lived for them because you could leave little things of pixie dust around the store and you could get the kid to, fi- to find them and you could bring them all around the various spots the Tinkerbell would pop up. And there was this little girl and she was getting a Tinkerbell costume. So we'd got her the costume, we'd got her the wings, we did a whole Tinkerbell fly pass and then I think she was getting the wand as well and she refused to put the wand in her bag. I know where the story is going. I love it. And I was on the till over beside the stairs and... When you're upstairs at the very far till, you can see right down to where the security guards would always stand. So she was refusing to put the wand and the man was kind of getting to the stage where she was just going to leave the wand and it was just becoming a whole thing. So I brought her over to the stairs and I pointed down to the security guard that was working there and I said, you see him? He's actually Captain Hook in disguise. And if he sees you with the wand, he's going to know you're a fairy and he's not going to let you go home because the fairies have to stay in the store and keep the magic. And she was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Like, she was so confused. She was like, what? So that was fine. She put the the wand in the bag. That was fine. They went down the lift. So I radioed the security guard and explained all of this. And I was like, there's a little girl coming down. This is what she's wearing. She thinks you're Captain Hook. 
<laughs> and he was like, he had, he had a little girl. He knew the deal. He was like, okay, cool. So I was looking down and as she walked out, she's like staring at him as kids do when they think they're supposed to be afraid of someone. And she's just staring at him. And all of a sudden he just, he's like staring blankly. And all of a sudden he just like gets his finger and holds it up like a hook and starts smiling at her. And she was like, ah! <laughs> So that was one of my favourite ones because it was just yeah. ludicrous. And to be honest, like we could sit here and do a whole podcast and like little oh, things big time. like that. It was amazing being able to do it. And it broke my heart when they yeah, I'm glad discouraged I it. That was... It's not even that they discouraged it. They just they didn't encourage it, it anymore. They're, yeah, they, they turned off all the technology. It wasn't what we were doing anymore. There was no more pixie dust. Nothing. No, because like I loved that. Like there are fewer things I enjoyed more than Imagination Parades. And Imagination Explosions. Imagination Explosions were great. Oh, the bells. Every time. Not when you're hungover. I've done that several times hungover and you're just... Because when I was the manager, <sighs> if somebody was hungover on first floor and it wasn't too busy on the tills, I'd be like, go get the bells. It's go more than likely she's directing that at me. Amy! <laughs> Well, you you would also balance that out. Oh yeah, with Eddie Rockets. <laughs> yeah, I, I would feed you. I'd be like, Amy, you would hi- feed me. Highlight things and eat. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, had, I had a fair. There was there was I balance. balance. There was balance. Yeah, but yeah. Right. Um, the last one I have from these is what's your favorite piece of cast member exclusive merch you've gotten? Ooh, I don't mind. What's yours? Mine is. So when Star Wars was no. re-released okay. into the Disney sphere, mm-hmm. there was... So every year, cast members get a, a Christmas present from the store. For surviving another Christmas. And There's always DVDs that were left over. This, but what I found out from being part of like Facebook cast member pages was that cast members in American stores got much better presents than we did. Mm. Yes. Because we'd get DVDs and they'd get really exclusive cool things Mm -hmm. yeah and this one year the cast member gift in America was this like glass paperweight with BB-8 like lasered into it and I remember seeing it on a Facebook page and being so upset that was the year that we got uh, Tomorrowland Inside Out and Cinderella yeah shite movies yeah and I was and I was like this is like stupid me like when I was a cast member I was like this is ridiculous this is so unfair blah 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 and then two months later it was the first year they started doing like like so if you were a Disney store ambassador in the store Mm -hmm. you basically took an exam to be like I know more facts about Disney than you do (laughs) essentially what it was yeah (laughs) and then you got a badge for it (laughs) and then you were expected to do other things for no extra money um, and so this year they gave away ambassador Christmas presents and there was only five ambassadors in the store I think and I was one of them and one day a manager called me down and I don't think they even thought twice about it they were like oh this is your ambassador gift mm. and I opened it and it was one of the glass BB-8s that I'd seen on Facebook Gorgeous. like three months later and I lost my mind I was like are you serious and they were like yeah <laughs> the manager did not it understand always, yeah, it how excited I was for it. Yeah. And I was like I was like, this is so cool. I was like, they were they're limited edition as well. I was like, there was I think there was only like two thousand of them made or something. Yeah. And I was like, this is amazing. And I still have it, obviously. 
but I was like I was buzzing like for, for like a good, good few weeks I was so excited and the manager just did not give it to yeah. us <laughs> it always made me really annoyed because we were part of that um, there was a Facebook group for cast members all around the world Oh yeah, and people would put in like, "Oh, I became an ambassador," and the big deal that would be made, be cupcakes, cake. balloons, like yeah. those things. And I remember, do you remember my desperate attempt to try and bring that back? No, exactly. What's your favorite cast member exclusive thing? Um, it wasn't a gift. It was probably one cast member won a spirit award, and she went to the UK. And bought a couple of us a like it was like a donation thing. You donate a pound, and you got this little Mickey Mouse dressed in the cast member uniform. Oh yeah, and then it had the year on the foot. So I still have all the little special cast member Mickey Mouses. So I have a couple of them, and they're probably my favorite, but only because I have a few of them, <laughs> and they sit together nicely yeah. on my shelf. And I'm like, that represents all the years that I was working there. That's fair. I have a picture of mine. Oh. So this is when they used to give really good oh, Christmas, Christmas gifts. Yeah. That's great. So my first year as a cast member, we all got given this bauble. And it basically looks like a snowball. And then Mickey Mouse is dressed as Santa and he's kind of like poking out of it. And then he's holding a present. So and only last week, me, Alva and Larry were talking about Alva was putting up a Christmas tree. And she sent in a picture of that because that's when we all started as cast members. That's how we all met. That Alva was a cast member. And... Mind. It's not on this tree because my mom insists on putting it on her tree. Um, but it's it's honestly one of my favourite things that I got while I was working in the store. Um, because it's just, it's quite sweet. And it's when they used to give really good presents because the following year we got given a vinyl nation. The last cast member Christmas gift I got was a repurposed Lightning McQueen that had blue stickers put on it with the 35, 35 years. And then they put a sticker over the box and it just said... Cast member exclusive, Lady McQueen. Stop. <laughs> I'm trying Ridiculous. to even... None of them were Instagram worthy. I'm going back through my Instagram. And I've never put a cast member present up. I did that one. I have, like, when I got my ambassador box. I loved my ambassador box. When I won the Spirit Award, I've got that up. When I got cast member of the court. Like, I've got all that stuff here. But never the... Christmas. Oh, stop it. We all got cast member of the quarter at one stage. Just did dropped you go... that spirit award in, though. Yeah, did you go over to get that spirit award? I did. And while I was over in London, I got the phone call from the new job that I was going to <laughs> to say I got the job. So when I got back from London, I handed in my notice. <laughs> Ridiculous. So they were all the questions that Kay found in that tag. But we did have... We were asked some questions as well. So, the lovely Jessie Doyle asked, what were both the best and worst moments of being a cast member? Will we start with worst and go to best, or start with best and go to worst? Maybe start with worst and go to best, because it gives us more chance to think about the best moments. No, that's, not, that's not fair. There's loads of fantastic moments. No, I think it just it takes is. longer to think of a good best moment. I yeah. think yeah. worst comes to mind quicker. That's all. Yeah. Worst is always so personal, though. Mm. You know? It's like this isn't something that happens on a daily basis this was a really bad time yeah one of mine is quite topical at the minute um so for anyone that doesn't know i'll kind of go very generic and high level first of all ireland has a massive housing crisis and has a massive homeless homelessness problem and particularly on grafton street and within dublin city center it's very very bad Disney have put in a petition to Dublin City Council because the way the store is there's like 
a little kind of alcove. Alcove, yeah, little yeah. porch. It's it's pretty big. It it's probably like two people. Yeah. In lengthwise, um, and the way, reason I say that is Disney have put in a petition to Dublin City Council to put up a steel gate, basically, um, like a lot of stores have, um, because there have been complaints from cast members about having to move on homeless people on the street in the morning. And people are losing their goddamn minds. People were protesting outside of Disney. Um, they tried to bring a coffin into the store and walk it around the store. Stop it. Um, and the guards had to be called and stuff like that. So I feel like my kind of worst thing, and it's something that I used to dread on a weekly basis, was being on that opening shift. Because I, don't get me wrong, I think the homeless crisis that is in Dublin is horrific. And I think the government need to get their finger out and sort it. However, as someone who used to have to be on Grafton Street, and this was a couple of years ago when the homeless crisis was nowhere near as bad as it is now, but I remember having to be on Grafton Street for quarter past half six in the morning when there was no one around, it is pitch dark, and you then have to approach whoever is sleeping in the door. And again, I feel horrible that these people are in this scenario. However, there were times where people would try and physically abuse you people would verbally abuse you um, I know one of the managers had a syringe pulled on them one morning and when you're a manager you're the person that's in charge of that scenario you are the person that has to take the lead on it now sometimes the delivery drivers would jump out and kind of help because at the end of the day there was me and there were two of the lads more often than not and I'm not a very intimidating person <laughs> in any way shape or form um, but it was very intimidating and there were a lot of mornings where if a delivery was late or something like that I would just wait for a guard to come up because I wouldn't feel safe because there were unfortunately certain people that you would recognise be it for good reasons or for bad reasons now some of the people that you recognise for good reasons were absolutely lovely and one of the cast members when they would be coming in to clean the outside would bring them a cup of tea or we would get them something in the shop or something like that However, there were certain groups of people that would be very aggressive and it would be terrifying having to go into the store. So that I will probably put down as one of my worst moments because it was something that I genuinely dreaded on a weekly basis because no one should be put through that. And I think people focusing their anger on the Disney store protecting their staff is completely misplaced rather than protesting outside a store on Grafton Street they should have been two streets over and outside Leinster House because it's just ridiculous no I completely agree we didn't have so by the time I was on the management team the lads that you're talking about who did deliveries in the morning didn't work there yeah it was girls and we'd be in half six seven o'clock in the morning and I'd always wait on Grafton Street I wouldn't approach anybody unless I saw the girls walking up Grafton mm-hmm. Street normally yeah. with their little Mac Cafe coffee trying to wake up in the morning but like that we were we're not particularly tall we're not particularly frightening in any way shape or form and you would recognise these people and you prayed going in that the poor unfortunates who were sleeping out in the cold were the ones that understood yeah I will move on because you're trying to go in I'll find somewhere else to sleep for another couple of hours as opposed to the guys who you know gave you a lot of hassle for Just waking them up and you know and it was really really awful but on the flip side the, the late closes so coming up to christmas when we'd stay open until like 10, 10 11 and we would be in there until 11 or midnight 
um, they would already be setting up and you'd kind of have to knock on the door and be like, you can't lie there while we're in here for a number of reasons. It's a fire hazard if we need to get out, you know. Um, but what was more frightening was they, they wouldn't move. And there's nothing, you can't physically shove them out of the way. They wouldn't move. So you'd just be like, right, okay, I'll deal with them when we're leaving the store. But when you're going to lock up and there's three or four of you and those, there's also two or three grown men then just rising up and standing and waiting outside the door for you to come out at midnight. And you've just got like your little bag with all your little, you know, your money. And and they know that. And you've got the keys to the store. And you don't know, are you going to pull something on me? Are we going to go back in for the money that's in the tills? Are you going to... Like, it's incredibly intimidating. Yeah. And that's not a situation... Like, that's not something that the Disney store should be held accountable for. No. Do you know? It's not their fault that these men are here, or these people are here. And uh, they just need to protect their staff. Yeah. And I will say, like, Disney... Uh, when you're a Disney cast member, you have... Have to. An <laughs> obligation, shall yeah. we say. Um, it's in your contract. volunteers' hours. And you have to do a certain amount of volunteering throughout the year to fulfil part of your contract. And more often than not, what if it wasn't for a children's charity, like I know you did a lot of work with Laura Lynn, mm. it was more often than not, it was to do with homeless charities yeah. because we saw these people every single day. Yeah. So the amount of money that we would raise for homeless charities throughout the year, like the Disney store gives a lot of money mm-hmm. towards homeless charities to try and help these people that they see every single day. So And we had one or two cast members, do you remember um, for a couple of years who every Tuesday and Thursday night yeah. would do the food drives and the end times that if... Yeah. Like, I know we only went once to do the big shop in pennies. Yeah. But how many times was a donation throughout the week for that big shop to yeah. get hats, scarves, gloves? Yeah. So I just... It, it's something that's quite topical at the minute and I think people are just misplacing their anger. Yes, it's something to be very angry mm-hmm. about. However, pointing it at a store that's just protecting their staff, that, that ain't it. Yeah. That ain't it. So what's your worst moment, Kate? <laughs> Um, I think I think my worst moment is definitely just having to deal with certain levels of management okay. on necessarily bad days where you would think that you were doing everything you could and then a manager or a management level would come down and tell you that you needed to work harder. Yeah. And it was very not pressuring, what's the word I'm looking for? demotivating yeah like very demotivating yeah. to the point where I'm like well, I'm just not I'm just not going to do anything then yeah or like yeah. where you were doing everything you could and a manager would turn around and be like that's not right yeah and then only once did I ever turn around and go okay what do you want me to do then because this is the only solution I have mm. and the manager's reply was oh, okay this is fine and I was like, right, well then, okay. <laughs> no, there was, there was a lot of unnecessary pressure and you could always tell, unless it was a certain manager giving it to you, that it was coming from a certain manager. Yeah. Just, they had told a different manager to tell you. You could always tell yeah. when it was coming, who it was coming from. Yeah. Like, and I mean... A lot of the other questions that we'll get to, it's people being like, oh my God, I want to be a cast member and all this kind of stuff. And yes, being a cast member is great. And I can honestly say it was probably the funnest job that I ever will oh, have. Oh, amazing. Like, I realise we're not painting it in that colour. But this is the only negative thing. We'll, we'll, yeah. We can move on from there. But it's it's a lot of work. 
it's oh, very man, yeah. it's sink or swim either you figure out how to swim and you manage to kind of stay afloat or you sink the turnover is huge and people who stay there stay there for years yeah. or they don't last past three shifts yeah pretty much it's 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 an all or nothing kind of kind of yeah. gig but best moments We'll, we'll lighten the mood a bit. So many. I don't even know where to start. Like, so many. I've got, like, personal best moments. Or I just have general great times within the store. Moments like, do you remember the very first Force Friday? Yes. For the Force oh, yeah. Awakens. Like, how manic, but that how was so amazing fun. was that? Yeah. That, that was, was incredible. That was amazing. That was that was one of the times where I was just like, what, what is my life so the <laughs> I think store, we were all like that the store shut at what time did the store close at like 5 no it, no, well, it not didn't, like 6 or 7 yeah it closed yeah. later And but the problem was was that because of all the spoilers for the new trilogy oh, we all everything had to sign, was embargoed we had to sign like NDAs and everything yeah all phones were locked away and but we had all the product was embargoed and we were not allowed to open it until 11 o'clock god that was so stupid so it wasn't even yeah, it, yeah. like and in hindsight to, that was so that was so stupid, stupid. so we, we had, had an hour we had people like <laughs> we had window dressers come in and they had to paper up and like if you've ever seen the Disney Shore graphic the windows. windows are massive yeah. yeah but they had to paper up the windows before they could start fitting the window in we then had to re-merch two floors uh, did we have the basement at that point? Yeah, we yeah. had the basement at that well, point. Well, then we had to remerge three because I, at yeah, one stage, nearly broke my neck. Floor. I did the cash wrap on first floor. I nearly yeah. broke my neck. We only did the cash wrap on first floor. Oh, did we only yeah. do it? Yeah. We did the theatre as well. Because there was no yeah. ladders left. Um, so we had like an hour to get all this stuff done. And I remember each of the managers was, because I was manager at this stage, I remember each of the managers, it was like, you people are going to manage delivery. You people are going to manage merch. Sinead, coordinate everyone. And I was like, Huh? <laughs> but the so hell, I, there were so many of us in. Oh my god! So I had to like go down and figure out what they had merged because they had one of everything, and then I had to go up and find out to make sure that they did have one of everything, and then I had to organize the characters that were in, and there were people from marketing, and oh, I've never been so stressed in my entire life. But I just remember every so often getting barked at, being like, "Sinead, what's the ETA on this?" And I was like, ah! <laughs> "But." It was amazing. Oh, so like fun. that was one of those things where it was like, this is once in a lifetime. Because even though we'd done another Force Friday, and I assume one was done this year, maybe? I don't know. I don't think they did a midnight. They didn't do one this year. They didn't do a midnight. But the another one, one was that done. was rubbish. Okay, there was no need, though. There was such you knew all the no, You yeah, knew yeah. all the characters, you know. Yeah. It was brand new packaging. That's all it was. Yeah. It was the same BB-8. It was the first time we saw BB-8 as well. It was the first yeah. time we saw BB-8, but it was the first time we saw everybody. Yeah. Um, and at this point, we still didn't know if Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher, and Mark Hamill were in the movie. Mm. So, and there was a Harrison Ford model doll, and everyone was like, Han Solo's in it! Han Solo's in it! Like, yeah. it was amazing. Like, as Star Wars fans, yeah. as, obviously, Disney store workers who, you know, the same kind of stuff happens in and around most days, this was just so exciting and RTE were there do you remember yeah, and, remember. and there was two cast members uh, dressed as Jedis running come down Grafton Street because there was a red carpet oh God, outside yeah, it was that was amazing that was fun they got bronze pins for that that was great yeah they did they got great recognition because it ended up being on the telly that's the only reason they got recognition oh big time but that was incredible I'm trying to think what my I think one of my favourite mo- and it's something that we used to do I don't know do they, do they still do the charity events now 
I don't think they do anything. They don't no. do anything. <laughs> well, they used to do they're this too thing. Busy, the problem is, is that they're too busy trying to actually run the store that there's nobody delegated to do the fun stuff. Whereas well, when we were all in it. No, see, start, I'm not talking about events. I'm talking about the Christmas thing with the letters. No, I don't, I don't think they do. No. Okay. Well, either way. They used to do this every year where they would shut the store. I do know what you're talking about. They'd shut the great. store early and they would invite in people from the media and they would also invite in families that were in like Temple Street Children's Hospital Crumlin stuff like that they would invite in families with kids and they would kick off this Santa letter writing because there would always be an event where kids could go in and they could write their letter to Santa within the store we had a post box for every letter that was posted you we would donate a plush to and charity for that year so every year it was a different character more often than not it was usually Mickey Mouse and I remember the first year I did it I was like stuck on the tails on ground floor and I was like this is shit <laughs> but the second year I was upstairs and I was kind of managing guest flow basically for people going into the characters and it was like getting kids like pumped to go in and see Mickey Mouse but the last year that we did it it was Anna and Elsa or the last year I did yes! it anyways it was that Anna was and amazing. Elsa and kids were losing their fucking minds about mm-hmm. it I have this hilarious picture of me my sister-in-law my brother and my niece Emily who now is obsessed with Anna and Elsa but she was like a baby and she's just kind of like eh? <laughs> but that was that was that was it was also one of the few times that we had face characters mm. in the store because like we'd had Mickey Mouse however many times we'd had Spider-Man in that one time when he kept jumping on the tills but yeah I think days that we had actually no I've just thought of what my actual favorite time was it was when we did the extended opening we had this like special opening ceremony for the extended 20th anniversary of dlp Uh, but it was also the same morning that sophia the first launched so i had to find a kid to open the store there was three of us needed um one of them was walking down with mickey mouse with the key Mm. was doing that bit one of them had a big dlp had this like big 20th anniversary book that they brought around loads of stores and people could sign kind of like the store book yeah um, and then my responsibility was to find the kid so I it was the morning that Sophia the first launched and I think it was at like half eight or something like that a family walked in and a little girl was wearing the Sophia costume they clearly ordered it online and I was like lads <laughs> we need her and <laughs> they were like child. perfect so I had to like chase these people down Grafton Street and like just say to them because I wasn't allowed to tell them who the character was so I just had to say a special guest is going to be there and like the kid was just kind of like who cares sure but the man was like oh my god who is it like <laughs> she Me. couldn't <laughs> contain herself she was like oh my god but yeah we did the whole opening ceremony it was amazing there was a massive crowd amazing outside the store Mickey Mouse did a meet and greet upstairs but it, that was the day that I got walloped in the face with Mickey Mouse because he went to hug the little girl and that's so great. That was fun. That was I loved. Really, really I love. I love days like that. And I loved when we used to get five on first day in January. Yeah, that'd be they, they were. They were always because the lads that were just in their stormtrooper costumes were actually really good crack yeah. to have upstairs at their tea break. Um, but that was great. Plugging in their little lightsabers. <laughs> yeah, their little lightsabers that probably cost them a whole oh, they paycheck. Cost like thousands. Yeah, very much them. Um, my like really big one is probably when the five hundred one would come in. And I basically get to be a character handler. Oh, yeah. I was yeah. like, this is as close as I'm bloody getting. 
That's when being an ambassador. That's when being an ambassador was good because yeah. ambassadors were kind of seen as the people that would do the stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, you would kind of automatically get first preference for doing the likes of like, that. Yeah, not later on though. Like, yeah, no, later on it was favoritism. Later well, on, I was, was organizing pure, it. No, I'm, yeah, oh, but later yeah. on it was pure favoritism. But I mean, people would matter. probably say I was doing it with favoritism as well, but I was also picking the ambassadors because yeah. that made more sense. Yeah. But anyways. Um, yeah, so like when the 501 came in and you got to do stuff like that and everything, and there was something else I was going to say, I don't what it was. Oh yeah, my one's kind of stupid, but it's like getting to train other people was really fun for me yeah. because you'd get to explain, well one, because like further on as you worked there you'd be like man are you gonna have a time but like at the start you'd be like I'm going to like it's because it's like mini traditions yeah. it's like as close as you're gonna get to traditions in a store yeah. and you're like I'm gonna impart all my cast member knowledge onto you mm-hmm. and that was quite fun um, but a day to day one that was really fun was definitely getting someone to open the store Yeah, because I would work a lot of closes and then for a little while I couldn't close because I couldn't get home so I had to do like nine sixes a lot because I also couldn't open. So a lot of me was screaming at people down Grafton Street to yeah. open the store. And it was like a time of the day where you like forgot that you were supposed to be like a professional. Mm. And you were like, nah, man, let's go for it. And like getting newbies to go out and get people as well. Was, <laughs> the look of fear in their faces. Yeah, and I'd be like, okay, go get someone. And they'd be like, what? And I'd be like, off you go. Go onto the street. But I remember because I started... I started in the middle of September, in the middle of August. Yeah. Right at the end of summer and then I went back to college and I didn't see an opening ceremony for at least the first three or four months I worked there for whatever reason. And I remember the first time being there and I was like, what is this? <laughs> I had never even heard this was something that we did. I was like, this is insane. What did you think the keys were for? I didn't think it was anything. It was like just like just another, another decoration <laughs> lock. Another decoration. But you see the lock, when I first started, the basement wasn't... The uh, shop floor, yeah. it was storage, and the lock lived down there. Yeah, and I never had to go down there. Yeah, true. Um, one thing that I have just remembered that I also loved, and it showed up on my time hop the other day. Do you remember when we used to do the like? So upstairs in the cast room, there was a whiteboard that was meant for like facts to do with a movie or something like that. Yeah, do you remember when we played the alphabet game? Yeah. So we wrote the alphabet out and people had to add a character for each letter of the alphabet and then you had to write a fact Yeah, you couldn't, like one person couldn't go in and go A, B, C, D and then put facts for everything. It had to be different. So if you yeah. put down a character, you couldn't put down a fact Yeah, or you couldn't put, a, put down a fact for that character. Yeah. So that came up in my time hop the other day and I was like, do you remember that? That was great crack. That was Everyone great. got so into it. I loved, I have to say, I loved doing the fact board. I got to the stage where I got so anal that when I was in management, I was like, I'm the only one who's allowed to do the fact board. <laughs> because it got to the stage where people would rub it out and they'd just draw on it. Because we had a lot of artists at the time in the yeah. store and they would just draw on it and then it would come back on me that the whiteboard's not being used the way it's supposed to be used. So it's like, okay, I'm the only one who's allowed to do it because you all ruined your privilege. Um, so the thing was if I write facts you can draw characters for that fact and that was the lining that I found I feel like that's just another like stint of like how stupid some of the rules were but anyway when you talk about best things the best things were definitely the cast members yeah oh 100% yeah because like if you did get to the point where you started to hate it the cast members were the people that the cast members were the things that made you stay longer mm-hmm. oh yeah we were also very social when we were cast members we used to go to the pub every Sunday 
Oh, I don't... Ah, sentence was a place. I don't socialise with anybody I work with now. No, me neither. But you see, as well as that, we are... Well, you're in an office situation that's different. um, And you work from home a lot. But at our retail, we're older. Like, but we I were also, teenagers. But I also when we don't started. have any form of relationship the same. Like, there's people in our work who are older than us, or older than me anyway, or the same age as me. Yeah. That aren't in college, and they're finished college. And I'm just like, cool, I'll talk to you during the day, but I'd never yeah. be like. Yeah. But like, there Disney, was. It's very specific who Disney hired, though. Yeah, so there was, we are very all similar. the same wavelength. There was, not a, there was not a week that we didn't go out for drinks. No. Oh, and, it, and it was fantastic. It's very social. So the next question we have is from Dem07X saying, How do you become one? Apply. You apply. I became yeah. a cast member because I needed a job. Because I was starting college, yep, and I need to pay for college, yeah. yeah. And so I went up and down Grafton Street. Mm-hmm. This was before GDPR was a thing. I went up and down Grafton Street with my paper CV because mm-hmm. a, <laughs> a lot of places don't take paper CVs anymore. That's what and I did. Cause, Disney, but Disney cause they need to anymore. lock them in. No, because they need to lock them in a thing and yeah. whatever. Um, and I handed in my CV, and the manager who was there, who no longer works there, was like, "I'll give you an application form." This is mm-hmm. when they have like the actual forms, mm-hmm. and I I went away filled in the form brought it back and then got a call literally a day later that was like hi can you come in for an interview did the interview which was crazy in itself and then (laughs) literally on the way home that evening with my mom um and she was like how did you think the interview went they called me and was like we'd like to offer you a position and i lost my mind one because i got a job but two because i was like this is actually crazy because when you do get told that you're going to be a cast member and it, you have to pick your character it's yeah no i picked a shy character it was neat Everyone, everyone's, totally <laughs> everyone's first character is oh excuse you mine was jack skellington but i mean to be fair that is who your favourite character is. And if you were if you were to say to us now, who do you think our first character was? It's Jack Skellington. Like they get more original yeah. and obscure as you go oh, on. Oh, as your badges progress. Yeah, they get more yeah, like, you're like, who's that? What's the most stupid character I'll I can f- put on my badge to get a good conversation going? I'll forever be sad that we didn't get... Because I know you got Winifred. I got Winifred. No, you got Thackeray. I got Thackeray, yeah. I'll forever be you sad. You got Winifred. No, I never got her. Did you not? No, I'm forever sad that we didn't get Sanderson sister badges. I never liked Hocus Pocus before I met you, so... I know. I know. But if I, if I thought about it, I could have just ordered it. They're not expensive. But, um... I have no idea how much they were. I used to just order them willy-nilly. Like, oh, if yeah, I wanted too. a new badge, I was like, okay. But, yeah, you just... It's apply. Apply. I don't know how different it is now, because we used on, to put a sign in the window. It's... That's the same. A sign um, still is in the window. It's online now. I remember when it shifted from paper to online, and we had a woman come over from HR to explain it to me and another manager because I was HR and admin to how to work it and she hadn't a clue because it was obviously new to her too like she didn't make this system it was external and she hadn't a clue but she had a booklet and I remember a couple of weeks later management in our store kind of clamping down being like we're getting calls from HR saying this isn't done properly like we're not closing applications we're not doing this that or the other and me and the other manager who she was training uh, basically laughed in his face and was like she hadn't a clue what she was talking about like we're trying to teach ourselves here yeah with the one task hour a day we get and then i remember <laughs> that like we weren't getting applications and so we just started taking paper ones again yeah because they were on the sly because they were like no one knows how to apply online because it won't it's work so stupid. <laughs> the only thing i will say is when you're applying to be a cast member have an idea of what character you're most like and why because chances are you'll probably get asked that 
Yeah. And it or, does make a difference. And if you're just a ginger that says Ariel, hey, everyone's going to roll their eyes. Hey, I got the job, okay? And she was all we had, okay? Gingers now have Anna and Merida, and I only had Ariel. And she's not even a ginger. She's bright red. Yeah. Do you know? No, she was all I had. And I, I was like her in many ways. Yeah. Many ways. Anyways. The next question we have is from America 2000 As someone who'd love to work as a cast member, does the magic ever wear off? Yes. Um, to a certain extent. I think depends. I don't think like, it wears off. I think it does. It does. It does. Yes. But I think your magic, like what you bring to it doesn't. I think it just depends on external circumstances. Like, I, like we didn't want to stop the Tinkerbell explosions. We didn't want to stop having fun. It just became more frowned upon because business things had to be done yeah do you get me yeah like the store I, was losing the store, the was, store losing, was losing money like globally it wasn't just a us store thing no like disney stores in general it was news like everyone yeah. knows like the disney stores in general were losing money yeah and they were closing stores and so they were like we gotta cut budgets yeah and the first thing to go is the magic the first thing to go is the magic and then extra cast so we wouldn't even have enough people covering to have the fun with the people so yeah that was hard because the love for the films that you grew up with and the love for the like the excitement every time new product came in mm. you know like that never wears no yeah. but I think what's most frustrating is knowing what you could do yeah and not being able to do it like that's increasingly frustrating yeah like it hasn't made me well like you guys know like we're still Disney mad yeah, oh for clearly <laughs> Disney podcast as we speak in front of a Disney themed Christmas tree like the magic does not go away no not not completely if anything I think it gives you more of an appreciation for cast members that you do encounter which is why we will always say be nice to a cast member Mm -hmm. because it is not an easy job it might look like an easy job and if it does I don't know where you're looking but (laughs) it is not an easy job being a cast member the expectations that guests have on cast members is so high add an extra 25% on that and that's what managers expect of cast members so just be nice to cast members you also have this thing of I think people like they're they're difficult types of guests because they think you won't push back Mm. they think they can walk all over you because you're happy and shiny and everything is like so you know they they, you have to be timid and that's not the case like if you pushed me I'd push you back yeah you know but no i i don't think the magic ever wears off no of course it, it, not. it dulls at times when stuff is when it's stressful but it never fully goes no. and then the last question we had is from nicole gubin i think if i've said that wrong i'm very sorry are you bothered by people that follow you on instagram who later recognize you in the parks oh worst I mean, Amy sees every, Amy experiences it every day. They're like, "Oh my god, that's the ginger from the Mickey Walks podcast Instagram." <laughs> I've only been to DLP once. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's only happened once, and no, no, no. I mean, it didn't happen to me, so no. Yeah. <laughs> so what happened? Somebody approached you, and we're like, "Yeah, I know you." Yeah, we were at Plaza Gardens. Um, for breakfast, and I was up getting the scrambled egg that I'm obsessed with. You two are you rough? I was, we were all there together, but I was standing with breath. Oh, right, okay. And the lovely Maeve came up and introduced herself. She was there with her sister for her birthday. 
And yeah, we just said hi. I asked if she was having a good time in the parks. She said yeah. And we both went and so cool. enjoyed our breakfast. So no, like we don't mind. I mean, we, your <laughs> we put out, we put ourselves out there anyway. So yeah, I mean, if you ever do see us in the parks and stuff, say hi. It's nice to put faces to Instagram handles. Or if you ever strolling around Dublin, say hi to me. <laughs> I do not go to Disneyland as much as these two. But we're going to go next we're year. We're going to go next year. I can't wait. So yeah, that was, that was all the questions that were asked and all the questions that we found. I have a question. Oh, okay. Oh, no. If, <laughs> if different people were there, if the store was empty of cast members at the moment and you could go back to work there with your favourite cast members of the past... Would you do it? Yes. Oh yeah. When it was good, it was great. Yeah. When yeah. when I started, it was great. Mm. I loved that. It's also because like fresh eyes. Yeah. It was, it was my first job, so I molded a lot while I was there because I basically oh, basically yeah. I grew up in the store. Oh yeah. Like I spent four years there from eighteen to like twenty two. Yeah. So like, I I grew up and I molded from a completely different person, but like when it was good it was great like I'd go in and have a great eight hour shift sometimes oh, yeah. yeah. and like you'd be just delighted and like you wouldn't care about certain things and you'd be like ah that didn't go quite well but that's fine And you, mm. but then like as time wore on and people left and other people came in it would be like you're doing this wrong and it would ruin it slightly but when I think about it people ask me in where we work people ask me they're like oh would you ever go back and I'm like if certain people didn't work there yes <laughs> because because yes because that's the, the what made me leave as soon as I graduated was because of people who worked there and I didn't enjoy working with them and there was nothing I could do about mm. it yeah but if people didn't work there and all the people I really liked still did then of course I would because oh, yeah. I, I still who, really enjoyed it I don't know who my hierarchy would be though like I don't know who the management team would be though but no obviously Sinead <laughs> That goes out saying, but you can't do everything. I wouldn't put that on you. Then you wouldn't be having a good time. Oh, you know? <laughs> no, like there were definite, like it, it makes me kind of go back to when I was a manager and particularly on clothes and stuff, you'd have like your dream team clothes. Yeah. And everyone had their sections. <laughs> oh, it, hey there. I was on Sinead's dream team. And Sinead like, used to do the rosters. <laughs> I definitely didn't like just give myself good clothes definitely would oh no of course but not like, when I was doing the rosters I never did that but like <laughs> I had certain people that I knew were good in certain sections everyone knew their sections because I gave them the same ones every time I had them on a clothes so everyone knew what they were doing so it just ran so smoothly because everyone remember, knew what was in the stock room I remember you were on holidays for a week and all my clothes after college so I used to do like four or five clothes a week um, and I wasn't doing first floor first floor was my baby when it was your clothes and I hadn't been doing first floor or whatever and when you came back and you put me on you came up at like 20 minutes to go and you were like you're not finished yet and you looked so confused and I was like I haven't been up here in like two weeks yeah. you are like what where else yeah. would you be yeah you were always first floor you it depended plush I could kind of put you anywhere plush it was either plush or basement no I love plush remember plush. I the front <laughs> yeah remember when I had Frozen I remember doing Frozen for like two weeks straight. Yeah. And I knew back to front, yeah. left to right. Well, <laughs> Everything like, that's we not had. Yeah. And I, you were like, oh, there's a gap that needs to be. I was like, don't worry about it. I got it. So, <laughs> because I would always go through the manifest as well. So you guys knew exactly yeah. what was coming in That was well. my favorite thing. You were thing. great. 
was leaving not. gaps for, for stuff I knew that was coming in yeah. and I'd be like this wall is perfect apart from all these five gaps because we've run out of stock <laughs> yeah I loved that yeah. like that's, that's a, oh sorry just go back to like best things I fucking loved doing plush it that, was that's one of my favourite things because once I got good at it I could do it in an hour and 20 minutes and I knew exactly what I was doing I'd merge it so everything made sense all the characters would merge together the fountain would be exactly how it's supposed to be and then they'd stop Beautiful. sending us the right characters and Beautiful. then it would ruin everything and that's why I left that's why she was on plush on my clothes <laughs> I've never done the plush fountain no me neither I've I never done try. it I wouldn't even try I, w- I didn't even do a plush wall plush, you- I didn't have the patience for it do you guys remember before Zoom Zooms got released. Oh my And God. the like hysteria yes. within the cast about they Zoom were Zooms. crazy. But like, do you remember? Do you remember we used to have like a, a loyalty stamp card and yes. it was like, buy nine, get your 10th one free or whatever it was. You got pins, you didn't get yeah, pins for free. Pins. But do you remember, I, we used to do these three hour closes on a Sunday. Yeah. And I remember there was one and like we'd flown through the store and everything was done and everything was great and then I remember we had like a half an hour left and like I couldn't let people go a half an hour and I was like do y'all want to go up and tag Zoom Zooms and everyone was like yes and it was like everyone was like rushing to get their sections done so they could go tag Zoom Zooms and it was just the most ridiculous thing when they came out they were just an absolute hit I have loads of them I don't Same. have any because I you myself have, have hundreds of them. And they don't have anywhere to put them at the moment. That's it's really shocking. sad. Ed has, Ed has, Ed's idea that I can put them in an Ikea glass coffee table Brilliant. and have them all like face up and then that can be like the coffee table in the eventual living room and the eventual house in about 15 to 20 years when we can afford one. I know the exact coffee table that you're talking about because me and Breffney have said I'm going to have a Halloween section and a Disney section and he's going to have a wrestling and a Formula One one. Ed, Ed literally had the idea. He was like, oh, they'd be great to like put in a coffee table. And I'm like, for like real? He was like, yeah, that'd look really cool. I'm like, excellent. I'll keep them all. So, And that's why you're married then. <laughs> so, yeah. I think we've... This is a long episode. It uh, it's going to be cool. Yeah. It's it going to be cool. But it was an episode full of stories. Yeah. Yes. Which Some which we have had to cut out. So I oh, definitely. Couldn't leave it all in there. No. Oh, we're apologising. Yeah, I told way too many stories that we are not allowed to keep in this podcast. I'm going to have to be real awake when I'm editing this. <laughs> Which is a shame. If you guys want the uncut version, come mm-hmm. to, come for drinks. <laughs> Get me drunk. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think that's pretty much it for today. This week. Yes. This time. Yes. Thanks so much for listening, guys. I have no idea what we're going to record next week. No, neither do I. Also, it's getting close to Christmas, so I don't really know what we can do before Christmas we'll, we'll, we'll figure something well, maybe we'll do it because that'll probably be our last episode of the year yeah. of this anyway yeah because we probably won't do like Christmas week and stuff it's yeah so much. maybe you we'll do a year in Rio you can do what, the Imagineering story yes we'll talk about that next week yeah. so we didn't talk about the Imagineering story this week but we'll do a bumper version of it next week where we talk about two episodes yeah Um, and we'll do like a Disney year in review yeah. Oh, cute. Well, Great idea. Little review of 2019. Fantastic. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.